0: This summer, dive into the many cools of San Antonio. Because as soon as the temperature rises, so do the many cool things to do. Come keep cool with amazing pools and the hottest nights at the coolest spots in Texas. Go to visitsanantonio.com slash summer.
1: Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net.
2: Hi there, I'm Matt Bassford, founder Doug Parker, and I encourage you to subscribe to our newsletter and weekly show at cruiseradio.net. Now this week we'll be talking to Scott about the ins and outs of getting married on the high seas. In cruise news, the Carnival Dream missed its port call in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Joel will cover those details. But first, freestyle cruising is a term that was introduced to us in 2000 by Norwegian Cruise Lines. Ann Campbell joins us to answer our questions. Hello, Ann, and welcome. First off, what is Freestyle cruising.
3: Freestyle Cruising is Norwegian Cruise Line's signature event on board their ships. A number of years ago, all cruise lines had fairly regimented dining. You dined at certain times, and you were at assigned tables. Well, NCL decided to start its own program, and in it, you dine where you want, with whom you want, and when you want at up to nine restaurants on board. You have your choice.
4: So how many restaurants come with an extra charge?
3: In the beginning, about three out of nine restaurants came at an extra charge, but today it's around six out of nine. They've increased it. And the prices range from uh, 10 to $30 per person per day extra. So I suggest, if you're going to try this, that you budget in about $100 a week more for food. Now,
2: with the deal of freestyle cruising, have they decreased the quality of the food? Uh, what's that like?
3: Freestyle, the, the quality of the food did not decrease, per se, but NCL's food is uneven frequently, which is a problem. The best restaurants uh, are under the aegeus of freestyle cruising, but sometimes the food is great and sometimes it isn't. It depends on the ship and it depends on the restaurant.
2: So NCL is known for some food inconsistencies in general.
3: Yes, exactly. They're in the works of trying to improve it, but at this time, some ships I get reports on and people love it and some ships not so much.
4: Hmm. So with all the different dining options, how do the gratuities work?
3: On NCL, at the beginning of your cruise tipping is charged to your cabin to your account and you can adjust that up or down later if you want but it's a set amount that you, that you pay in advance and it's pretty much standard for the cruise industry it's about ten dollars per person per day and that includes all the restaurants so in that way it's a lot easier
2: it sounds to me freestyle cruising might be pretty good for families would that be safe to say
3: NCL has quite an active children's program, so it's very good that way. Uh, for regular sized families, I would recommend it. However, if you're going with an extended family or a larger number of people, you may have a problem because there are no reservations except at the most expensive. And it's difficult to find larger tables at dinner time in the main restaurants. So if you've got a group, you're better off going on a regular cruise ship where you can know in advance that you're going to get to sit with your family and friends.
4: So with freestyle cruising, is there any certain uh, like dress policy?
3: Another part of freestyle cruising is that you can wear pretty much whatever you want within reason. Is that
2: different from their normal dress policy?
3: Most cruise lines have suggested dr- uh, dress policy. For example, on two nights of the week, it's suggested dressy, formal, where men are encouraged to wear a suit and women get dressed up. On NCL, however, you can pretty much wear whatever you want. However, I don't recommend jeans in the dining room at night. Right. You won't get in.
4: I know when I cruise, I like to have the same server every night because they get to know you and know your preferences. Uh, with freestyle cruising, this isn't really an option, is it?
3: With freestyle cruising, you won't have the same servers twice, and a lot of people like to get to know their waiters, so that can be a problem, too. You'll be bouncing around the ship, eating at different restaurants and at different tables, depending on when you die.
2: It seems like other cruise lines have adopted some form of freestyle on each of their cruises. Is that true?
3: How other cruise lines operate is they give you a choice right. of... Freestyle or standard assigned seating.
2: Right, you've got that Uh, option there. Princess, for
3: example, has two dining rooms, two large. And in one dining room, you'll have open seating. You can dine when and with whom you please. In the other one, it's assigned. So you have a choice. And also, with the other ones, you can change your mind. If you've decided, well, I don't really like freestyle that much. I want to know that I can dine when I want. um, You can go to the other dining room.
2: Thanks for all the info. As always, you can find Ann Campbell's blog at cruisingfromnewyork.com. It's the 12 Days of Christmas from Cruise Radio.
4: Cruise gear, flash drives, DVDs, and iPods shuffle loaded with all of our shows and more.
2: You want in? Sure you do. Subscribe to our free newsletter at cruiseradio.net. Then, on December 25th, we'll pick one daily subscriber for the 12 Days of Christmas. Get the full list of presents at cruiseradio.net. Good luck. Happy Holidays from Cruise Radio. Weekly contributor Scott Lera is a lobbyist and the founder of jacksbloggers.com. He's also a man of the cloth and has performed a number of weddings on cruise ships. He joins us now to talk about one wedding in particular that he performed back in March aboard the Monarch of the Seas. Scott, tell us about the advantage of getting married on a cruise.
1: I went to costofweddings.com today. The average cost of a wedding in Jacksonville, Florida, is between fourteen thousand and twenty-four thousand uh, dollars. That's a lot of money. Oh boy! And so, with having a wedding on a cruise ship, the costs are considerably lower than that. Scott, does
4: each cruise line have their own wedding department?
1: There's actually one company that handles the wedding arrangements for several different uh, cruise lines: uh, Carnival, MCL, and Royal Caribbean. And doing some research on that is just very interesting. They have different packages that you can choose from. And so, you know, things that can include on one of the packages, a three hour maximum of pre planning with a wedding consultant. And that's so important for the bride to be able to share her thoughts with how she wants her wedding to be. You know, she's probably been dreaming of dreaming of her wedding since she was seven years old. Right. So being able to spend that time with a wedding consultant is invaluable. Another thing is priority check-in for the bridal couple and their guests um, there's just a lot of things that these companies offer for people who want to get married on the ship
4: so there's a third party company that handles all the weddings and the actual cruise line itself doesn't handle the weddings.
1: for example, when I did the wedding, the bride asked me, Scott, who do I call? Well you just call Royal Caribbean and then they refer you to the company that actually puts the uh, wedding on on the ship and so when you know, you get on the ship there is a crew that wedding consultant right there. They get you on board, they get you to where you need to go, and uh, basically they're taking care of it for you. Now, granted, there are some of the ship's personnel that are uh, helping out. It may be the ship's photographers and, of course, the people that are working the bar and so forth uh, serving the guests during the reception, but it is correct. Uh, It's one company that basically handles it.
2: Uh, Getting back to the wedding you officiated on the Monarch back in March, how did that go overall?
1: Overall, it went great. The wedding planner was there we got on board an hour early and for those of us that are frequent cruisers getting on board an hour earlier means an hour earlier to start eating so we got on board we went to our cabins freshened up the bride of course took about an hour to get ready and then we went to the uh, the circuit lounge which is in the back of the monarch and there's about 300 seats in the circuit lounge and uh, so we had the wedding there and then we immediately went up to the viking of uh, lounge where we had the reception plenty of food drink the fun and the other thing about the wedding the flowers you know you have lots of flowers they were included in the package the only downside was the photographer and that's one thing i wanted to share with our audience because you know as a, a father of a 25 year old girl now i know what is important to a bride and that is pictures because those are what last a lifetime and, unfortunately, the ship does not, you know, really publicize that you can bring your own photographer on board. You have to use the ship's photographer. And for those of us that have been on cruises before, they're all over the place. They're taking 1,000 pictures. But they may not be as qualified as that land-based wedding photographer, you know, using the Vaseline on the lens and using the lighting a certain way. So, the bride was not very happy with the photographer and the pictures.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. So, did Bridezilla come out to play?
1: Well, the thing is, <laughs> I dealt with the bride for three days, uh, basically every night at dinner, saying how upset she was about the pictures because the Royal Caribbean photographer said you can pick package A, B, or C. And the bride said, Well, I want that picture, that one, and that one over there. And he wouldn't let her. And so I went down and talked to the photographer, and they were livid about not bending at all. So if you are considering doing a wedding at sea, the thing you need to do is find the land-based photographer that you love. You love his work. You love his pictures. You love the references. And you just love the guy. And say, hey, listen, here's the deal. We're doing a four-day cruise. I am paying for your cabin. And maybe the photographer can bring an assistant or maybe bring a wife, and he can take those pictures that you want. But Unless you make it crystal clear to those photographers on board exactly what you want, please don't bet your heart on it.
4: So it's recommended to use your own photographer then. Uh, Any other thoughts, Scott?
1: I think if you're considering doing a wedding at sea, it's a great idea. The romance, the fun, the food, the excitement, it's certainly more cost-effective to have a wedding on a cruise ship, and I highly recommend it.
2: All right, good info. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Matt. and this is your cruise news again we say do not try this on your next cruise but it does prove that you can survive going overboard as this story states another crew member this time from majesty of the seas went overboard he was pulled from the water and seems to be okay this from CruiseNewsDaily.com. disney magic going to hell beginning in march disney will be raising the curtain on a new production show aboard disney magic that is set in the underworld Of course, you wouldn't expect Disney to say hell now, would you? It stars villains from the Disney movies. And was it the ship or the dock? The brand-new Carnival Dream had a few problems when it came to San Juan, Puerto Rico. One passenger recounts the experience.
4: We started making our approach to the berth, and the captain recognized that the ship's lifeboats protruded out past the side of the ship more, and it would not fit in due to the configuration of the terminal on the pier. So they tried to make an alternative berth for us. And due to the draft of the ship, we was unable to go to the uh, other berth. From San San Juan, we went to Grand Turks. And he, instead of getting in there at 11 o'clock, he got us there at 7 o'clock in the morning. So we actually got an extra four hours of port time.
2: Joel joined us now. What exactly is the configuration of that pier in San Juan?
0: Well, structurally, it really is just bare bones it, it really has nothing other than um, a docking station and the, the overhead canopy looking when at there, the
2: picture here though i see the sculpture now describe that what is that about
0: it's kind of just like an overhead it it, it uh. there is nothing to it other than it was just a sculpture that was designed about 8 years ago and it that dock has been operating with it since 2006
4: do ships actively use that dock they do.
0: They use it for day trips. They don't use it for boarding regular passengers. They just use it for, um, for disembarking. And so it's not
4: an embarkation docked per se. No. It's just a, a docking station.
0: It is an, a, what they call an on-call port. Okay.
4: How, how many cruise ship piers does San Juan have?
0: Specifically for yeah. cruise ships, I believe it's five or six.
4: So this was an off event for the Dream to even visit San Juan. Does Carnival typically not sail into San Juan?
0: Well, they sail by San Juan. They do have some day trips, like on-call trips. But no, this really was just kind of a, a stop because if you, even if you go on the on the Carnival website, you'll see that the regular itinerary does not include San Juan.
2: The big question is, what the heck are they going to do with that the metal sculpture? get rid of it i guess so i'm actually seeing here now the uh, associated press quotes san juan's port director is saying the port now plans to dismantle what he says is a sculpture at a cost of two million dollars and they would possibly sell it as scrap metal as it would be too expensive to relocate joel thank you for your
4: perspective no problem. Next weekend, Campbell will compare Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises. Plus, Laura joins us in studio talking about her recent sailing on the Carnival Dream. Admit it. You know you like it. So tell everyone to go to cruiseradio.net. Thanks for subscribing and listening.
2: I'm Doug Parker. And I'm Matt Basford, And this is Cruise Radio.